Welcome in everyone to episode 65, the real episode 65. Uh, we, if you didn't hear our last two podcasts, uh, we had to do a recount of the episodes, and we, we might have mislabeled a few, but we are we are back on track on the real numbers. Episode 65. I'm your host Caleb Pang, joined by my co-host Speedish Chief Two. Yo, how's it going, Caleb? I'm really excited for the real episode 65. Got a lot of stuff to talk about, right? We do, we do. Uh, you know, right before we went, um, start recording here, myself and Speed were talking about his experience with um with the real life Groudon, uh, over, <laughs> over where he's at right now. But he he no. uh, there was a, there was some earthquake, some some earth powers around where you, he's you at. You know what it was? You know what it was actually? Oh, uh, <laughs> it it actually wasn't Groudon. It was House Stark's Swampert <laughs> landing That's that earthquake record. on Elam's G Fisk. I felt it all the way over here. Yeah, that was uh, that was quite the play. We'll talk more yeah. about that. But yes, if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, you probably didn't tune into the play Pokemon regionals nor Twitter because I I wasn't caught up. I watched some of it, but it's like it was so early for me. It starts at like six a.m. So <laughs> I watched some of it in the morning and that just like took a nap for the rest of it. And I was trying to avoid spoilers, but there's no way. I'm in so many group no. chats with House Stark as well, and he's a friend of mine. Like, there's no way I wouldn't find out. But it's okay. Yeah. It's a good spoiler to wake up to. Um, but that being said, um, we did have a few events, uh, and we didn't cover a lot of our events in the recent podcast or any events really, because we had our guest Dancing Rob on. So if you haven't checked that out, definitely check out our last podcast with Dancing Rob, the world champion of Pokemon Go, exclusive uh, segment with him. But uh, since then, we've had a lot of events. Uh, Community Day, Rock and Rolla, uh, which was past weekend. What were your thoughts on it? You know, um, I actually had the same feeling for Starly Community Day. Um, I went into it just kind of, I like, guess, playing casually. Mm-hmm. I just caught, you know, uh, whatever was around. I used my Mega Aerodactyl to get the extra uh, rock type candy just because it's efficient. But uh, for the most part, man, I just got my 296 XLs just in case we ever need the level 50. And then I just kind of played casually. Uh, I didn't really grind that hard at all. I mean, I hatched a bunch of eggs. I hatched 45 eggs, but I got uh, the best thing I got from the eggs were two Jangmo's. And I was really happy with that. But otherwise, the event was kind of a dud. Two What'd Jangmo's. You think? That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I know. I was not very impressed. So here's... This is just my recommendation, right? I don't know if anyone sure. from Niantic listens to this podcast, and they probably don't. But my my thought is, if they ever do, or you know, my general feedback is, anytime we have a Pokemon like this, so Rock and Rolla, Meteor Beam, not super useful for it, mm-hmm. mostly because Rock and Rolla and uh, what do you call it, Gigalith, whoever, is just not very strong in general. Possibility of meter beam being given to other stuff, just like how rollout was given to Miltank, you know, um, after you gave it to Alolan Golem and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But that being said, for something like this, where the shiny has already been out, I will say I didn't have a Rog and Rolla shiny before this, so uh, okay. you know, but I'm not a big shiny collector. I think all the shiny collectors probably grinded hard enough to get them. But if they don't have shinies, uh, if they, the shiny's already out, the PvP move's not great, it's not even good for PvE. Who's this really catering to, right? Yeah, you have the hatch thing, but a hatch, a hatch like extra distance things, you could just, you could tag it onto like any event and that'd just be just as good. Yeah. Um, 
I think you got to do at least like triple stardust or like double chance, like quadruple chance of getting XLs when you transfer or some, something something to incentivize people to play it, right? Um, I think stardust would probably be the best way because, you know, even, even if you do like extra incentive for transferring, like once you transfer, you're done, right? You might not play the rest of the event. Yeah. But I think triple stardust, you get people playing the whole time. It gets people more into it. And, you know, maybe later on, meter beam is given to other stuff and people like it. But at the moment in time, People kind of leave the event. I feel like a little unsatisfied. At least that's my thoughts. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I feel like there are better rock type rate attackers. Uh, it doesn't have a whole lot of relevance in any of the leagues for PvP, and the shiny is already pre-released. So if you didn't catch the shiny, uh, I guess it was cool, like you said, to go out and play a bit. But I already had, I think, two or three rock and roll of shinies, so I didn't need that either. Um, but again, uh, I guess the future relevance of Meteor Beam is good, but it doesn't do a lot for us in the short term to play the event. So I agree with you. It was definitely a bit lackluster. And I know we have to release all the Pokemon. We have to give all the Pokemon the moves kind of step by step. But I feel like a different Pokemon would have been a better spotlight uh, for this community today this month. I mean, we're coming up on, you know, spooky season. It would have been cool to see something like a ghost type or a dark type, like Trevenant Shiny looks really beautiful. And we still might see that in October, but I was really underwhelmed by Rog and Rolla. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I mean, you're kind of a little good segue though into our next community day, because they are they are gonna go a little spooky. Yo, Trevenant community day would be wild. Dude. <laughs> Imagine so buffing wild. Trevenant anymore. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. There might there might be one move that you can give Trevenant here. And it's a move that we're about to get introduced in this upcoming community day, which is Litwick Community Day. And Chandelure will learn Poltergeist, which I think is an amazing move name on, yes. on that alone. Um, but it is a very high damage ghost move. And unfortunately, I feel like it's not going to be super useful because there's no there's no you know attack or defense buff or debuff or mm -hmm. anything like that. It's just a hard-hitting ghost move. And the thing with most ghosts is that they already do so much damage with Shadow yeah. Ball because, uh, or just damage in general because they're all pretty attack-weighted uh, for the most part. I think, you know, uh, Kofor Grigius is probably one of the bulkier ones. But that being said, Shadow probably doesn't really need Poltergeist because it already has Shadow Ball. And its problem is not Shadow Ball not doing enough damage. It's usually mm -hmm. doesn't getting, it doesn't get to the Shadow Ball fast enough because... Uh, you know, it's just so glassy that you have to shield a lot. And I think the same thing would run into the issue with Trevenant, but I think it's not the worst thing to give Trevenant if they ever give a community day for Trevenant because it doesn't make it super, super strong, but it does give an interesting wrinkle in terms of the moves he could learn because potentially that Poltergeist could flip maybe a few matchups like, you know, you know, maybe you land one Poltergeist and you could just Shadow Call down some Pokemon and stuff like that. Like a Red Seal after take some damage, stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. um, but if you shield it, then there's a bigger difference there. So, um, but yeah, but we do have Litwick Community Day, October 2022 on the 15th Saturday from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m., which coincidentally is also during the Salt Lake City regionals for Play Pokemon. Yeah, day one, right? Not day, day two. One. Yeah, day one. Yeah. So, Which is, you know, again, a little bit disappointing for us, you know, because we want to watch the the battles. Mm -hmm. And it was a bit easier for the last one in Baltimore because, you know, Community Today was, uh, you know, starting at two as well. 
local time. And by the time the stream finished, I still had like a fresh hour until mm-hmm. I could go play. And I'm sure you had even more time, right? Yeah, I mean, the stream was way over before my community day started. And for East yeah. Coast people that were at the tournament, they got to play right out, right away. You know, like they didn't have mm-hmm. to, like they didn't miss any of it themselves. So yeah, I think missed the mark a little bit here. But again, it's not something, I mean, you know, getting more Litwicks is nice too. Um, but it's three times uh, XP for catching. It's not a Stardust event at least. Uh, well, I say at least for those that will probably miss it. You know, typically speaking, I think most people would prefer Stardust. Two times yeah. candy for catching, two times chance for, you know, XL candy, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one additional special trade, 50 less Stardust, all that stuff. So, yeah, it it is interesting that they are doing it on the Saturday instead of Sunday. But I get that Niantic and um, the uh, Pokemon Company International are two different companies. So... There may yeah. not be always perfect coordination for all the events. And again, I mean, the majority of people that play Pokemon Go will not be as Salt Lake City playing play Pokemon. So they go and cater True. so much to a smaller community there. Um, but it's going to be interesting. It's going to be the release of Litwick Shiny, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chandler with Poltergeist. Poltergeist might be okay for PvE, you know, in raids. But outside of that... You know, I think uh, you probably won't use it in PvP, but maybe Poltergeist will be given to other ghosts down the line, and maybe that could be useful. I think the bigger issue is any ghosts that already learn Shadow Ball are going to offer Shadow Ball. So you have to give Poltergeist yeah. to something that doesn't learn Shadow Ball, and then it can be better. Mm-hmm. So I want to make a couple of points about Poltergeist. In the main series games, Poltergeist is a move that allows you to steal your opponent's held item. So whether or not it's, you know, a salt jacket or whatever the item might be, you actually kind of take that onto your own Pokemon. And if they don't have that held item or if they don't have any item at all, uh, rather, then you don't get a buff and it doesn't do anything for you. So I think a cool f- uh, future feature for Poltergeist to make it really cool is to steal away a buff. For example, let's say you are uh, playing Chandelure and you're fighting uh, Talonflame, right? I know both Pokemon have Flame Charge, but... Instead of going for your own flame charge, you could just go poltergeist every time and steal the town flames buff, which I think mm-hmm. would be really, really cool. And it could be a double-edged sword as well. Let's say you're fighting Alolan Raichu and you use poltergeist and they shield after they used a wild charge. Maybe you also get your defense lowered because you're, again, stealing away the buff from the other Pokemon. Uh, but speculatively right now, PV Poke has it in as a nuke move, as we like to say, 70 energy for 140 damage, which is two DPE, which, you know, like you said, Caleb, is a really good move. And I want to give credit in my second point to Sovtof because uh, I was having a conversation with her. She was mentioning that bulkier ghost-type Pokemon that don't know Shadow Ball, just like you said, Caleb, uh, could benefit from this. Pokemon like Dusclops and... Uh, Two Pokemon that actually do know Shadow Ball in Kofagrigus and Jellicent, their dynamic changes quite a bit if you mm-hmm. give them this heavy ghost move like Poltergeist. For example, uh, Kofagrigus with Poltergeist Dark Pulse picks up Lantern, both the Water Gun and the Spark Form, and it does pick up Altaria. And then if you give it to Pokemon like Dusclops, you're getting a lot more for your money. For example, Dusclops then suddenly will beat Cresselia. Uh, it can beat Alolan Marowak. It can beat Registeel as well as Skarmory. And... Um, but then again, it loses to Vigoroth because I guess you have a little less spam. So it's kind of like a trade-off, if you will. But like you said, I think that future prospects are good, but 
I don't know, man. It's kind of a, it's kind of a low energy mission to keep on saying, well, meteor beam for other things could be good. Well, poltergeist for other things could be good, right? We're kind of just like speculating at this point. Yeah, yeah. I think you're completely right there too. Um, having it on dust clops would be a really cool one to have for sure. Mm. You know, and even having something on the, uh, is it the uh, Renugris, right? Am I yeah, Runerigas. Runerigas, right? Runerigas. I was gonna say Galarian Kofagrigas, but I did that. That was that wasn't right. Runerigas. Even if you have something on Runerigas, that's kind of big too. Yeah. I think you probably still opt for the Shadow Ball in most situations. But if you sand tomb a few things and bait mm-hmm. their shields, and then you land a Poltergeist, like that's gonna be a one shot KO for a lot of things. So it it could be could be interesting and i think you know what you brought up as what the poltergeist does in the main series game is really cool and you know we even though we don't have those different uh mechanics in pokemon go pp right now maybe down the road we will and Mm -hmm. then that could be really cool at the same time you know poltergeist is still probably a little bit tough for um chandelure to have but maybe for something else bulkier it could be pretty nice Either way, we finally get the shiny Litwick. It is on brand for Halloween season. I know people have been asking for uh, Litwick Community Day for like, I feel like for a few years now. Um, every oh, time yeah. it's Halloween, people are like, oh, is it going to be Litwick? It's going to be Litwick. And it'll be something like, <laughs> oh, let's run back to Eevees again, or it'll be something random, right? So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so we do have that to look forward to. And uh, hopefully, uh, although it's not super make or break for PvP or anything like that, so for those that will be at Salt Lake City or maybe tuning into the stream and stuff, you can't play as much. Uh, it's a okay. You'll be you'll be all right. Not having this right. one. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, we have been having an event as well. We obviously didn't talk about this last week because we had Dancing Rob on, but we have a test your metal event, and it ends tomorrow wednesday the 21st so mm-hmm. wow that went by quick actually um right. friday to wednesday that was actually a really short event uh, kind of odd but um this is kind of weird too because uh well i guess the raise is still gonna be on for a while but um i don't love this aspect but celestila uh Sela and cartana both are debuting in pokemon go they're both ultra beasts and i love these ultra beast trailers not oh, dude, lie, they're right? so cool. They're so cool. I make them. They like they do. Niantic does a great job of making it look really cool and suspenseful and like integrated and stuff. And it's like whatever CGI and green screen stuff they're using. Great work on that. Promo mm-hmm. is amazing. The thing I don't love about this is, and everyone knows it by now if you've been playing the game because it's been around for a couple, almost a week now. But they're five star raids, and Celestila only spawns in the southern hemisphere, and Cartana only spawns in the northern hemisphere. Yeah, and this essentially forces people to use remote raid passes to get them this week for to get you know the respective one they don't have in their region, or they have to wait till they meet someone that has it and you know do like a special trade, and it's going to cost like a lot of dust. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean. <sighs> It's tough, right? Because some regionals that are non-legendary or non-Ultra Beast, you know, Pokemon like Tropius or Klefki, uh, again, the only way you get it is to either travel physically there or to trade with someone who has been there. So there's not even the raid option. Uh, but with the remote raids, uh, I mean, I, I guess when, when you have certain components of a game, whether it's remote raids or hatching eggs or whatever it might be, there are different ways you can start to manipulate it. Maybe 
you know, you have um, raids that are only, you know, after hours at nighttime and then only during the daytime, or maybe raids that only occur on weekends. There's, there's lots of different ways they can manipulate it. And I guess if you're asking if I'm a fan of it or not, I mean, I guess it's okay because you can just do a couple of raids and you can get these Pokemon and they're not extremely viable. I mean, Kartana's got the same typing as, as Ferrothorn. It's it's grass and steel. And then Sela Steela uh, in all the battles I've seen has been pretty underwhelming. And I don't want to go back into like the, the pool of speculative move update, uh, you know, situations, but I don't know. I mean, if they're going to pick two raid bosses to kind of put behind these remote raid paywalls i think these are fine uh there could have been more valuable ones that we would not have liked to see gate kept this way uh, do you feel the same way or do you think that this northern southern hemisphere is a bit unfair and maybe they should not revisit this concept uh i do agree with you it is kind of similar to the uh like the lake trios right and stuff like that yeah. And before, before when they first introduced Lake Trios, there wasn't an opportunity to actually raid them. You know, you had to trade them uh, because we didn't have remote raids back then. But then when they brought them around, like the second time around or so, or second or third time, then you could do remote raids, so it's much easier to acquire. Uh, it's I have some mixed feelings. Um, I agree with you. Luckily, they're not super relevant, but I think a lot of people have, um, kind of like, like. A little PTSD from like Nihiligo, right? I should yes. say PTSD. That's actually a really or- loaded terminology. A little, a little uh, nervousness because sure. of what they did with Nihiligo, right? And Nihiligo, what they did is they um, gave it poison jab, right? Uh, I yes. believe that's what happened. And they made Nihiligo just super relevant for Master League all of a sudden. And but the problem is they gave a poison jab after the. Go Fest finale event when Nine Legal was in raids. So now a lot of people don't have enough candies to make the XL candies to make a Nine Legal to level 50 if they want to. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's really hard to get XL rare candies and stuff like that. And I assume most people want to use that on like their Zeruds and their Mythicals and stuff instead. So I think that's why some people are raiding the Celestilas and Cartanas pretty hard. Um, especially those that like to play Master League and stuff, because just in case they get better, right? <laughs> and I don't blame them, right? I don't blame them. So um, it is a little weird. And and the tough part is I don't love the Southern and Northern Hemisphere thing as much. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, actually, I guess it doesn't, I guess time zones are not as crucial uh, now that I think about it. I think it's just more so most Pokemon Go people that we know are probably in like australia or new zealand and that's why it feels like whenever or or you know in like southern parts of asia and that's why it feels like you have to raid cell seals you have to be up really late at night um i'm sure there's some people at the southern you know southern tips of like south american stuff that will do these too but um i know less people that do raids from there so i'm always raiding like cell seal like late at night if i'm gonna raid any which yeah. is weird because you know i have some my um some friends i know they're like hey anyone want to sell a seal raid and it's like 3 a.m and i'm like i'm like obviously <laughs> no one's responding right you know yeah um so i guess i guess that's less so of a southern northern hemisphere but more so the regions and stuff and it seems yeah. like it seems like there's a lot more pokemon go players that live in the northern hemisphere than southern hemisphere based on based on this past week but i could be wrong mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So uh, I, I did see a post actually on Twitter, a screenshot of an app called Pokey Genie, where you can mm-hmm. go ahead and hop into lobbies. You can read people around the world. Uh, we don't officially endorse that app, of course, but I saw the screenshot and it caught my eye because apparently there were over 200,000 200,000 trainers waiting to raid Sila Stila. <laughs> and that's just in that application alone. That doesn't count like local yeah. raid groups, Discord groups, however other people coordinate in Facebook or whatever. Mm-hmm. 200,000 people were waiting to raid it. So you're right, Caleb. I think like the availability is a little bit tough. And then the timing also, the time zones are a little bit tough uh, to get Sila Stila. And dude, I, I really am still burned by the Zashian thing because I know people weren't really raiding Zashian uh, the first time it came out. People said, ah, oh, it won't be that good. You know, it won't be a good in master league mm-hmm. and then it just dominates and then we don't get the rotation until this year when worlds comes back and i'm like oh man right or when first worlds for worlds debuts rather mm-hmm. and uh i was like oh man i'm gonna rate it now so i don't want to be in a situation where like you said people in master league are like oh my god see Stila got tackle and it, it got mega horn it got a huge move update and those are two moves they can learn by the way uh, according to the main series it got these move updates and now it's awesome and i don't have it just like you were saying with Nioligo. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. So yeah, so I, I think that's my main hesitation. But like you said, at the moment it's not super relevant. But knowing Niantic, they like to make a lot of things relevant out of nowhere, right? And that's not a bad thing. It makes things interesting. But it just it's a little unfortunate when it's a very exclusive legendary or ultra beast and stuff. But yeah. we shall see. We can only speculate for so much on that. None of us either neither of us either know if uh, anything will really happen with those movesets and stuff and maybe they bring it back. Maybe next time around it's the rotation switch and it's the other way around. Um, so there's that. But on top of that for Raze, there's also Mega Agron that makes his debut and <laughs> it's a weird one. I think we talked about this before. It's a pure steel type. So actually yeah. loses rock typing. Typically Megas gain a typing or have their typings change. It's pure steel, which is eh, a little weird. I mean, it's not super useful for PvP. Um, obviously, you can't use Megas, but even if Megas were um, allowed, I don't think it's super relevant. Um, mm-hmm. But it's really unfortunate you lose the steel type, you lose the rock type too, because now when you Mega Evolve, you got you got less things to get, you know, XL candies for, right? Or extra candies and bonuses for. So there is that as well. But yeah. It is what it is. I do have to raid a few of those to get enough to evolve them. I don't want to have a, another low punny situation. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I, I'm looking at uh, another website with the top mega raid counters, and Mega Agron is all the way down at number 94 with Iron Tail Heavy Slam, I guess, Ooh. as a steel type raid attacker. And then if you give it Iron Tail Rock Tomb, it falls to the bottom three of all megas available <laughs> in terms of PvE, which is so bad. Yeah, no love for Agron ever, but that's fine. No, you know it is, it is what it is. <laughs> um, we also had a Pokemon debut, which is uh, Toga uh, Demaru. Wait, correct? Is that how you pronounce yeah. it? Toga Demaru. Dude, you absolutely nailed it. <laughs> Did I? Wow. Okay. Yeah, dude. Yeah, first All try. Right. You know, actually, this is it's so weird. That's the first time I've ever said this Pokemon. It's been around for a couple of days. What? I've heard other people say it. But I was just like, yeah, yeah, the new Pokemon. Yeah. I never yeah. said Togedom. They're like, oh my gosh, there's a Togedomaru here. I was like, a what? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's the newest, like, Pika clone, as people say, right? Yeah. They call it the Roly Poly Pokemon, which is kind of interesting. It's steel yeah. and electric. It's pretty much useless for PvP, to my knowledge. <laughs> so um, just catch some just in case they buff it. But it's, it's, uh-huh. yeah, it's not super. I mean, by the time people hear this, it might, the event might be over anyway, but they might be in the wild. But 
Yeah. Either way, um, they have a cool event bonus for this, which is increased chance of getting Candy XL for catching Pokemon with nice, great, or excellent throws, and increased for successfully catching Pokemon with nice, great, and excellent throws. Uh, so yeah. increased Candy and Candy XL, which is kind of cool. Um, I like that mm-hmm. little feature. It incentivizes people to throw better. Yeah, no, I agree. I think Go Tomorrow is really cool. And honestly, I really love Steel events. A Steel is one of the best typings in all of Pokemon, not just Pokemon Go, Pokemon in general. So catching Pokemon like uh, Ferrisseed, if you don't have the XL, Ferrothorn for Ultra, or catching Pinecos for XL Fortress one day, or, uh, you know, again, catching like Magnazone uh, or Magnemike and getting the extra XL candy for that is all pretty cool. Uh, honestly, I've pretty, I like this event. I think it's pretty good. Uh, I played every single day, used my daily incense and another incense on top of that, and even dropped a few lures, which is rare because I, I typically hoard those until the event's really good. Oh snap! You've been going at it. Uh, I haven't been playing nearly as much as you, but um, I don't know why. I just haven't. But, it's it's yeah, honestly it's not just, bad. It's, yeah, it's a pretty solid event. Have you been hatching eggs? Because from seven kilometer eggs, there's a lowland sand shrew, a lone diglet, glaring meowth, glaring stunfist, but Riolu. And I I didn't know this until I talked to my friend uh, HM London yesterday. But Riolu were removed from seven kilometer eggs uh, months ago. And they're only hatched from 10 kilometer eggs that are adventure sink eggs, which means oh, at no. most you have one chance once a week to hatch a Riolu. And even then, it might not be a Riolu, right? It has to be an adventure sink egg. So now that they're in seven kilometer eggs, that's why Riolus are so rare. Like, people don't really have Riolus to trade if you ever ask for one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that is, that is a big one if you're looking for Riolus. Uh, because having them back in seven kilometer eggs, you know, just stock up your thing, your your storage of seven kilometer eggs if you want some realists before the event's over, because uh, they might not be in the seven kilometer pool anymore after this. Nice, uh, uh, dude. That's a pro tip. I actually didn't know that, so I think uh, today <laughs> and maybe some tomorrow, I'll, I'll do uh, do what you said. I'll get some seven Ks. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, you know, they have a bunch of other wild spawns and stuff, and I will say, I've been catching them pine cones. Nice. I want to. I want to. I'm not going to make the XL Fortress for Ultra League, but I want to have enough just in case I need to build one. Of course. Um, Of course. You know, so let me see how many XLs I'm at at the moment. I am at a strong 122, but I do have a lot to trade. Nice. Dude, I was going to say, uh, like, beyond the spicier picks, we did get Master League Premier Classic back this season. Mm -hmm. So if you catch Pokemon like Excadrill, uh, which, you know, Drillbur is the prior evolution, or Beldum to make your Metagross, if you build Metagross and Excadrill, those are two of the top Steel-type Pokemon for MLPC, which is also good. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Yeah, and they are, the Drillbur's are spawning too. So definitely, you know, honestly, funny enough, I actually don't even have um, an XL uh or a uh, hundo uh excadrill for massive yeah so i've never used one <laughs> bro i i have one but i built it to level 50 so i can't use it at mlpc oh okay yeah well, this is your chance though you can find you can find another one then true 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 true. yeah so there will be that but um yeah and then you know this build himself spawning all that stuff and there's some time research and that's the test your metal event that em- ends tomorrow or by the time you hear this and yesterday or today or whenever. But there's a big yeah. event coming up soon. And this is yeah. Fashion Week 2022. We had a run back of Fashion Week from, I think we only had this once before, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, so we have different Pokemon wearing stuff. I mean, 
it's just is it for frau again yeah there's a lot of it's for frau yeah yeah for frau right. stuff with different costumes we got diglets wearing hats toxic croak wearing hats so i think this means that the toxic croaks with hats be uh, uh krogunks with the hats before can now evolve which is kind of nice the Toxic wearing a hat is actually kind of humorous because it's wearing a hat and the horn's poking through it. It's a little <laughs> uncomfortable, to be honest, because the hat's just ripped. But it is what yeah. it is. It's it's actually quite comical. <laughs> Whoever designed yeah. that was probably having a blast at it. Yeah, um, I think that's pretty funny. And, and uh, yeah, it, I think I used the last fashion event to gather enough XLs for my XL Toxie. So, yeah, Toxic Croak with the hat is in the even bigger flex. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I have one built for Ultra League and it is it is nice the extra bulk is nice on toxic oak mm-hmm. um now this is a big one though we have pokemon debuts marini i believe mm-hmm. marini and toxapex marini i believe evolves into toxapex uh and they call it the brutal star pokemon now this thing is has some cause for concern as some people would say on twitter yes Ultra League, it's not really relevant. It hits like 1900 CP or something, Toxapex. But in Great League, Toxapex at level 40.5, rank 1 XL, 0, 15, 15. This thing has a total stat product of 2476. It has low attack, very high defense, and pretty decent stamina. Now for comparison, I, I got some things to compare it to. A rank one Registeel on Great League, which is hard to get because you have to trade for it yes. and get like really re- roll really low, only hits twenty three ninety two, so almost a hundred less stat product than the Toxapex. As another comparison, we got Azumarill, right, getting even bulker, <laughs> a fully rank one excelled Azumarill at forty five point five level zero fifteen fifteen. Hits 2452, which means this thing is bulkier than a Zumro as well. Mm-hmm. Let's let's throw up another one. Umbreon. Okay, it's not as bulky as Umbreon, but that's fine. <laughs> Umbreon's 2539. So Umbreon a little bit bulkier, but again, this thing is just super bulky and it is going to be very, very strong for Great League. It's got poison jab. Uh, these are speculative, but poison poison jab and bite as fast moves. It's got Muddy Water, Gunk Shot, and Sludge Wave as charge yep. moves. Honestly, it's a good thing it doesn't have Surf or like Scald or something because then it'd be probably <sighs> even more broken. But Muddy Water is still just like a really annoying bait move, right? Um, and, you know, against, I believe it beats Altaria. Um, yeah, it beats Altaria in the ones and uh, two shields. Let's see if we take off Muddy Water. Without Muddy Water and it going straight Sludge Wave, it does win the one shield still, even against Altaria. Mm. Rank one Altaria. So busted. Pretty wild. And a lot of people are like, wow, well, there goes there goes fairies. There goes uh <laughs> there goes Zoomril. Like it's gonna be Altaria meta and G meta forever. And you know, just know there's another option. You can beat the Toxapex with Bassidon. In all shield <laughs> situations, so you don't gotta worry about that at all. And it, Bastion will outbulk this thing. So um, yeah. there is literally zero shield situation. Toxpex has a chance. It can have two shields to zero, and it's still loses at Bastion. <laughs> um, I think Stumpfist. It probably actually, it, it probably could beat Stumpfist potentially in some. No, actually, no, it loses Stumpfist in all shielding scenarios too. So I guess I guess you could just use right? Yeah, you just need one earthquake. Yeah. Uh, you might. 
yeah let's yeah. earthquake does if you go 56%. Oh, no. actually the crazy part is you need more than one earthquake so after you do one earthquake yeah it does about 55 percent damage with one mm. earthquake so you need to land a second earthquake but yeah i mean you don't really have to use bastion you could just use glaring stunfisk and you're still going to win in every shielding situation without baiting yeah so the reason this one is is so it's going to be so annoying uh to deal with because it's got again tremendous bulk uh it's weak to ground right so like you mm -hmm. said you're going to see some stunfisk uh you're also going to see more swampert i think even though it's a water type you're going to look for the uh you know the earthquake swampert it's going to be much more common but it's very difficult to get rid of because there's very little psychic fast move pressure in the mm -hmm. current meta yeah. pokemon like cresselia with confusion hypno with confusion these pokemon got pushed out because of sableye trevenant being everywhere so if you're looking for a fast move uh you can even try to go the ground route and say okay well mud slap it's a three turn <laughs> ground type move super yeah, effective but nobody runs mud slap no, right no, no, nobody slap. cares about that so uh, sorry, Mudslap, but nobody cares. So if you um, if you want to beat this thing with fast moves, it's going to be very hard, and you have to find unique ways to do it. It's Pokemon that core breaks, uh, Azu, Metacham, uh, and it's just super annoying to get rid of. I mean, it can tank a Psychic for Metacham and only lose like half half of its health. It's insane. Yeah, some people are saying like, should this thing be banned for like the uh, Peoria uh, regionals, which is next weekend, or you know, because mm -hmm. it it drops like only if like a day or two, or a few days after before the event starts, but on uh, or before play Pokemon starts, I don't know. It's it's like it's good, but it's not like unstoppable. So I'm not super yeah. concerned. Obviously, if it had something better than muddy water, that's cause of concern. But like for example, even against Trevenant, it only wins the zero shields if you don't bait with mud muddy water. And if you go straight muddy water, you win the two shields versus it. Because it has two shields. Now, if you run muddy water and sludge wave, you win all shielding situations if you could bait properly. But again, that's yeah. like that takes a lot of risk, right? So it's mm -hmm. it's almost like the old tentacruel in some ways, right? You have a really bad charge move and then a very high energy charge move. The, yeah. the only problem with this compared to tentacruel is tentacruel is big energy charge was like hydro pump or blister he's got a lot of coverage with it for the toxic you don't really need to sludge weight damage when you're doing so much poison jab so you almost rather have acid spray and then like a hydro pump instead but instead yep. you have the other way around so i don't know if it's that big of a cause of concern but you know some people on twitter are already freaking out about it so yeah. we shall see we shall see but i personally am not too worried here about this one but it's gonna be interesting it's super bulky um not one you have to really grind xls for though because you don't need it for ultra league um mm -hmm. exactly so. and if you look at pv poke right like you said people are already up in arms they probably went to the matrix plug this thing in and it goes 24 wins and 15 losses in the open great league with an average ranking of 550 which again 500 is a tie so just a barely above 500 but so many of these matchups are bait dependent if you mm -hmm. don't land the sludge wave you basically just get you know exactly. demolished yeah 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 it's kind of like the old man team when it used to be dominating all the rankings but mm -hmm. yeah, it's a sim hero, you mm -hmm. know, it is, but it's a very bulky one. So <laughs> definitely catch some, definitely catch some. Um, but yeah, this event will be happening from September 27th to October 3rd. Another pretty short event, but that's what mm -hmm. it is. Um, Bro, yeah. I'm going to be grinding. You're probably going to get thrown off here, but I'm going to say it. I'm uh -huh. going to be grinding Blitzel wearing the costume. I am thrown off here. What? What's, what's the reason? <laughs> <laughs> because I, I one day I, I want to run XL Zebstrika in Ultra. Okay. Oh yeah. You know this is a more expensive investment than your Shadow Traffic in Great League. I'm just saying Zebstrika. 
Uh, Spark, wild charge, flame charge. I mean, come on. It's awesome. I mean, it's interesting. Yeah, it does have some interesting <laughs> coverage. It's kind of like, but why not just run, um, why not just run like a Electivire? <laughs> oh, dude, because it's not Zeb Striker. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to save, save some Blitzels as well to swap for the XLs just in case, but good to know. Go. I didn't even think that was something that was relevant, but Gothic is not. also something you could run in XL and Ultra League if you want to, but it's just the worst armor you too, I believe. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it'll be interesting. Uh, outside of that, we do have Shiny Yveltal uh, uh, coming. And Mega Lopunny. Here we go. Whoa. Mega Lopunny. And uh, yeah, it could be Shiny too, but um, that's the Raven Shiny. But yeah, so I'm ready for that one for sure. You can bet I will be rating some of that. Um, nice. In 7 kilometer Eggs, we'll be hatching Diglis, Moochum, Shinx, and Krogunk. So the real loose will be gone, so you better stock up on the real loose. Is what I gather here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then outside of that, nothing too wild. There's no special bonuses. It's just more so for style and stuff, but that's fine. Um, but that'll be that'll be a shortish event, so mm-hmm. it'll be that to look forward to. So maybe we should save this for a tea for next episode or maybe a future episode. But I, I really want to know how you feel about new Pokemon getting introduced during the season and whether or not they should be banned for uh, yeah. tournaments. Yeah. I, you know, I'm kind of open door. I, I think that every Pokemon has a counter. None of these are too OP. And I think adding new Pokemon is not a big deal. I mean, we saw in Unite, they were patching Pokemon, adjusting moves and all kinds of things like mid-season during the tournaments. I thought that was really cool. Uh, I know it's a bit stressful for players, but I think it's a good thing. And uh, I'm interested. Maybe we can discuss it later, but I'm interested to hear what you Yeah, think. let's make it our tea segment next week. We do have a tea segment this week too, but let's let's do it next week because next week it will be pretty relevant because we're about to go into Peoria with potentially um, tox effects around, right? Oh so, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So that would be okay. a cool one. But um, yeah, no, no, great. Uh, it, it, that's a that's a great idea for sure. I know people are pretty pretty split on that, or but there's a lot of strong opinions on Twitter already. I've seen. <laughs> um, so, uh, speaking of tournaments and regionals, we got play Pokemon. The first, well, actually, no, I should say there were three play Pokemon regionals throughout. Um, this world. past weekend, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first one was uh, in Baltimore, Maryland, for um, for the uh, for North America, yeah, normally United States. Um, and then we had, uh, sorry, let me just pull pull up we all had of the ones. Bilbao, Spain, right? Bilbao, Spain, yep. And that was also this past weekend. And then there was also, I feel like there's one in Latin America, no. I, uh, I thought there was. Let me see. There was. Oh yes, yeah. In there Brazil. was. Um, it was in uh Brazil, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Porto. Um, Porto. Porto Alegre. Alegre, yeah, yeah. And so that was the first one. Um, it looks like yeah, the only one on the schedule so far for them. But I'm sure there'll be more. Um, so those three different uh regionals to kick it off, which is awesome, right? Because you know it's a lot of exciting. It's very exciting to see how people do in the first ever one. Um, I don't know the, about the one in Brazil, but I know there's some like uh, stream for the one in Bilbao, I believe. Yes. And mm-hmm. I think Basics was the one that won that one with Vani coming up as runner-up. 
Correct. Um, I actually don't know the ones the results for Brazil yet, so um, definitely should look into that. But the big one that I I say big, but it's really just because it's been it's streamed on the official Play Pokemon or Pokemon Go stream on Twit uh, Twitch is the Baltimore one, and there are a lot of big names here, a lot of big names, um, a lot of previous worlds attendees there. You know, we had uh, Cindy Doombug. Hot Pocket, Wadaj, uh, Bird Power. Um, I think there were probably some others that I'm forgetting, but a lot oh, of so many names. It was incredibly so many stacked. names. So many. It's incredibly sad to have like previous world's yeah. competitors already there too on the first weekend. It was incredible. But spoiler alert: you should stop this episode now if you want to find watch the results for yourself. Right? Just give me a warning. <laughs> but the winner of the Baltimore regionals is none other than the house stark 93 which if you don't know i think everyone knows house stark by this point right been around since the very beginning of pvp uh, back in 2019 he was also a big grinder too i mean he still is but um yeah. he's involved in a lot of like you know the x like the high xp group chats and stuff and discords and etc um and so he was already very high you know, well resourced for pvp um, but you know, been a very strong player throughout many years. Uh, was the first one uh, ever to hit rank ten in season one of Go Battle League as well. Yeah, um, with Toxicroak, right? Toxicroak, Altaria, Registeel. Yeah, yeah. Which I was Which hoping like, I was hoping bro. I was going to face because I had Skarmory, uh, Shift Tree, Meganium. <laughs> but- oh, dude. Nice. but i never Dude, found I, him in, in i just came to a huge realization yeah like a light bulb just came off you ready for this yeah i'm ready dude he used oh my god that's insane okay all right i'll stop stalling so alex <laughs> used toxie alt reggie in order to win uh like you said get to rank 10 and win a ton of battles be the first person that we know of in the world to, to get to the top rank and go battle league uh-huh the team that Basics used against Vani, I actually watched some of the VOD. He was using Tox, Altaria, and Registeel on his team. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, I just it just clicked. I was like, wait, no way. From 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 the uh, what what was it called the uh, the preseason of Go Battle League mm-hmm. or the season one, whatever season it was that he got, got ranked ten, all the way from back there to the current regionals. That is so nuts to me. Dude, it comes full circle. Back then, Registeel didn't even have Zapian either. So now yeah, it's got exactly. even better coverage um, against, especially against Azumaro, which is uh, kind of a, a slight core breaker for that team. And yeah, that's pretty wild. And now that Walrein's kind of extinct these days, you got Altaria mm-hmm. running the ground. And, you know, I did say, I personally <laughs> was always the advocate of not nerfing Walrein. And here's the thing. I don't really use Walrein either, right? Yeah. So that's yeah. like, so I'm not even like biased, right? I don't really even use Registeel. And I thought the Zafkin nerf, it's probably not necessary. It barely was even a nerf, to be honest. So it's not even a big deal. Um, it's about the same. But Walrein's nerf was very apparent. But I don't know. I thought it was good for the health of the meta. I will mm-hmm. say Lantern has seemingly been pretty irrelevant unless no one knows how to use it. But Lantern right. does not have the same effect as Walrein does. So that Trev Lantern cord that I prophesized is not nearly as good as I thought it was. So you know what? You know, I'm wrong, but I'm kind of glad I'm wrong about that one. However, Trevenant's still everywhere, but now you got all Tario everywhere too. Yes. And uh 
Yeah, it was very apparent. So you got a bunch of Altari, which means that there were actually less Registeel, uh, because Galarian Selfless has a little better of a matchup against Altaria than Registeel does. And Trevenant's around for so, you know, Trevenant's so prevalent too. And Registeel doesn't do great against Trevenant. So, um, and not just Galarian Selfless, but you have some play with Galarian Selfless. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I know some people don't love the Altarias everywhere, but, you know, this is, this is kind of the give and take of the balance, right? If you, if you want, every, if you want to nerf Walring to the ground, something's going to take its spots <laughs> in this situation it is altari altari was on every team right almost every yeah. team um actually i think how stark didn't run it he ran noctow which is also pretty uh pretty solid um it's yeah. got the shadow ball and it's really getting trevenants right so it makes trevenant useful a little bit scared to run it but super bulky mm-hmm. pokemon from uh, the top eight that made it to day two mm-hmm. four four teams from the top eight all had altaria to your point only four? I'm actually surprised. Oh, yeah, because there's two Skarmory users, right? With Dodge and Hot Pocket? Yes, correct. Who was... And then, how Stark had the Noctowl, what was the eighth person? Did they not run a flyer? Uh, let me see. So we had we had Altaria on four. We had Skarm on two, so that's six. And then Noctowl. the other ones... Yeah. Noctowl on Starks. So, okay. Skeptical Tracer... Uh, uh-huh. Ran double normal with Wigglytuff Diggersby. He did not have a flyer, and uh, House Stark was the only knocked out. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So interesting. Okay, so that's pretty cool. And I remember during the post interview, House Stark was like, "Yeah, knocked out was definitely my MVP," which is really cool because no one else yeah. in top eight even brought that. But it was an interesting right. pick for sure. So, um, yeah. So especially I saw it say swap a lot into Galarian Sunfisk and laying the Shadow Ball. Put it in a pretty good spot because you're double resisting the mud shots, so they have yep. to kind of throw the energy there, which is kind of nice. Uh, so mm-hmm. definitely saw a lot of strategies, but yeah, House Stark on a very impressive run, not losing a single set, winning every single set, um, going close to game five against uh, Elam in the winners finals, but then going on a decisive three no victory against Elam in the grand finals. Uh, but Elam yes. also uh, earning his ticket to Yokohama as well. Um, so those are our first two uh, world's contenders from North America, which is uh, really cool uh, to see. But it was it was a lot of it was great to see high action and level play. Um, there were some stream issues, which is a little unfortunate, but I think that was more so a symptom of the internet connectivity at the venue and outside yes. of play Pokemon and the Pokemon company's control, which is really unfortunate, but you know, you could you could only do so much if the Wi-Fi is kind of spotty, right? In those situations. Um mm. neither Speedy nor like neither me or Speedy were even there. So we 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 don't even know, right, exactly what happened. But yeah. Like you could trust that the company's doing everything they can to make it good. Like they're they they take no joy in having to restart the streams every like 10 to 50 minutes, right? Yeah, exactly. There were so many uh, stream drops. I know people will say things like, oh, the Pokemon companies, you know, got so much money, they should be able to fix this. But they're really at the mercy of whatever venue they're in. Uh, I think back to, uh, was it Vancouver or Indianapolis? When there were actually, one of the problems was that there were two different Wi-Fi routers and the venue was kind of in the middle of the two, I guess, you know, epicenters where the Wi-Fi was coming from. So the phones would attach to either one, depending on where you went in the in the venue so if you went to the right side of the venue you're on that's that router if you went to the left side you're on the other one and what it meant was that every time you switched wi-fi's it like 
your game had a really hard time getting back into the groove of what it was doing because it was disconnecting, reconnecting back and forth. So these venue problems, like we saw uh, in the first tournament in Indianapolis, I believe it was. And then here, I mean, it's tough, right? And the Pokemon company, again, is at the mercy of the local ordinances uh, that do it. And to, to correct this myth, it is not Niantic. <laughs> I saw people saying <laughs> some really hilarious comments about, about Niantic not being able to provide good internet, but this one's not on them. No, definitely not. I mean, look, I'm always of the opinion that if you're going to make bold claims, you should have some evidence to back it up. But that will not stop people on Twitter or people in general from making bold claims without any evidence. But yeah. it is what it is. Um, hopefully, future streams will be um, smoother and stuff. And to and to be fair, on the second day too, I think the last two two and a half hours or three hours was all pretty smooth. Uh, which yeah. is nice because those are those are definitely the battles people want to tune into and uh, find out who's a you know champion and everything like that. So um, really cool to see. Um, but yeah, so play Pokemon. The next one we do have is uh, Peoria, I believe. Is mm-hmm. that how you pronounce it? Illinois, and that is Correct. this upcoming next weekend, not this weekend. Next weekend, end of September. Uh, it's the it's the you know, one of the last few days of September and the first days of October. So that weekend. Mm-hmm. And then the third one we have is Salt Lake City in the middle of October. That is during Litwick Community Day. So, um, yeah, we're powering through these. It's it's great to have the second season on its way already. And, you know, again, big congrats to House Stark and Ilum for already earning their ticket for Worlds. They can just chill out and hang out and, um, you know, start, start figuring out what to wear in Japan a year from <laughs> Dude, now. Dude, I... I was actually going to ask you, but let's say you're in Alex's situation, right? Uh-huh. This is not this is not dissimilar from uh, Dancing Rob, you know, placing uh, a qualifying for Worlds via UIC. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're Rob from last season, or if you're a Stark for this season, there's still a long way to go into Worlds. Would you be like scrimming every day? Are you like taking some time off and then maybe kind of watching the other tournaments? How would you prepare? You know, knowing here's the thing, I feel like it's. I feel like no matter what, based on the people that qualify for these things are always going to be the kind of people that are still going to be playing this game every single day and playing it hard. <laughs> you know, like yeah, it's like that's true. just their mentality and that's how they probably got there in the first place. So I think my guess is, you know, how Stark and Dancy Rob and Ilum and whoever else qualifies, uh, you know, Vani and, um, you know, uh, Basics and stuff. Uh, I think they're still going to just play the game a lot, still going to play a lot of GBL. You know, I saw how Stark was streaming last night, like a day after uh, pretty much going back from the regionals and still doing PvP and stuff. So I think they just have the drive, the inherent drive to just constantly want to play the game anyway. So in some ways, they're probably prepping for it already. But you never know what's going to happen a year from now in terms of like Pokemon release, meta shifts, stuff like that. You know, Toxapex is now going to be a thing. (laughs) Like, you know, they at least avoid the Toxapex stuff, but, um, you know, as if there's not enough Altarius everywhere already, but there's going to be more. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, that's my guess. Um, But we'll see if they think otherwise. You know, I'd be shocked. I put my money that House Stark's not going to just stop playing PvP for a few months, but if he does, I will. I'll transfer a Bastion if he does such things. <laughs> oh man, that's an easy one. We we have no reason to be worried. I think he's yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. 
he's one of the best in the game, right? And this is a huge win for Stark, too. I mean, we both know him personally. Caleb, you can speak to this as well. He's such a kind person. He Like, legitimately, he's really nice. He's the kind of person that if he sees that you're carrying too many things or if you're rolling your suitcase up a tall hill in Seattle because you came directly from the airport to watch Ben and Nikki's proposal, he's like, hey, man, let me help you with the suitcase, right? That he's, sounds he's like always... quite, <laughs> quite, quite the specific <laughs> hypothetical if I, if no, I do no, say no. so random, myself. <laughs> random example. Ran, yeah, totally random, random example. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's just very kind, very genuine, makes a lot of dad jokes, right? You know, kind of cringe sometimes, but um, <laughs> I think this is – no, seriously, you know, all, he, he's a dynamic person. And I feel like this is a huge win for him because, like you said, he's he was one of the really good ones. We Going back to our interview with King, if you haven't listened to that episode – Really fantastic interview. King was basically traveling around the world, uh, knighting players in my mind. He was saying, You got to watch out for Valor Ash. He's incredible. You got to watch out for Toshi or Caleb Payne. You got to look out for House Stark. And to have Stark not have a huge tournament win mm-hmm. for a number of months, maybe even a couple of years, and then to come here and just absolutely crush it in Baltimore, it's just cool, right? Because even in the finals, we saw like the old guard versus the new guard. We had him, who's a veteran, versus his younger teammate, Elam, uh, who's coming into the fold and is extremely talented himself. And, you know, some of us old guys still got it, Caleb. That's true. You know, it's funny because House Stark actually even said like a few weeks ago that he was getting washed up. (laughs) And here here he is, sweeping an entire regional. So definitely definitely not washed up. Um. Yeah, speaking of Valor Ash, Valor Ash was at this tournament. Kaiser, also another world's qualified competitor, was at this tournament as well, too. So a lot of big names. Arrow as well. Um, Who's that? You know, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, this is funny, too, because Arrow is saying how he's like, man, like, I just want to make a goal for my next regional, so at least make it on stream, right? So he can have like a profile picture update or whatever on Twitter. And yeah. he didn't get on stream this time either. No, he needs to do another bad. one. Yeah, he he yeah. does. He does. So to my to my knowledge, I think he's going to Salt Lake City. So uh, maybe that would be the time Arrow makes it on stream. You know, some people they they're they're trying to win the regionals. Arrow just wants a little little spot at the limelight. You know, so for for the organizers, do do our friend Arrow a favor and get him on stage. You know, even if he goes O two on stage, I'm sure he'll he'll come away with a little silver lining and at least a, a new profile picture on yeah on Twitter. And you know, if he goes O two. There's some people like Jonathan Keller that probably grab some screenshots of that too and make some memes out of it. So there's it's a win-win for everyone, you know. Dude, the the picture needs to be taken in that exact moment when his opponent brings in their third Pokemon and he involuntarily screams into his headset. He says, "This makes no sense" because he says that all the time during his yeah, streams. There's a good chance it's going to be Empoleon. So, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, can't wait. yeah. And Polite is pretty good against uh, uh, Toxapex, I will say that. <laughs> that's true. That's yeah. true. And, you know, we, we, we just, you know, we're saying this for fun. We know Arrow as well. He's he's our, our little brother of sorts, and, and we love him very much. It's just, he's easy to pick on, you know? That's true. He sets himself up. But um, that being said, so looking forward to Peoria as well as. Uh, Salt Lake City. I so there's a lot going on during the weekend of Peoria because we have the first go battle day that weekend. It's the regionals at Peoria, and it's also King and Cindy's wedding. Um, and I'll be oh I'll be at the gosh. wedding too. So uh, I don't know how many people are going to be. I mean, you know, they're, they're probably being paid attention to the wedding, but like I'm sure there'll be a few people with their phones, you know, with Twitch chat open stuff, catching up on the regionals or uh, or doing some go battle. Like, day sets you know this is the day of the course but yeah uh, so so caleb are, are you casting peoria 
No, no, no. I'll be, I'll be at a, I'll be at the wedding for sure. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I know we get like mentions on Twitter sometimes. Like, who are the casters for this? Yeah. Uh, Caleb is in the clear. So if you ask I'm, him, I'm in the and clear. He tells yeah. you no, he's he's telling you the truth. Yes. If if you if you ask me after this episode drops, then we know you're not a listener of the Bowcats podcast, a regular listener. But it's okay because yes. uh, you know there's nothing to be offended by because if you're not a regular listener, you're not even gonna hear this part. So. Everyone listening to this, they can't be offended, right? Yeah, it's true. It's, true. it's a win-win. So we're in, we're safe. We're in yeah. the we're in the clear. Yeah, yeah. I tell no lies. Um, <laughs> anyway, Go Battle League season twelve is still ongoing, and we are in the Ultra League meta. I'm curious, what's your elo at? Because you know we don't have leaderboards yet, but mm-hmm. you do have a beard on the line here. I, I do. I do have obligations to meet. Yeah. Yes. 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 So. Um, so I actually have been playing a traditional team um, that I don't I don't think I've seen a lot of other people play, and it worked really well earlier on in the uh, Ultra League rotation. Um, but I'm at 2490, and I'm holding because I wanted to stream getting vet right because it's always good content. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm actually playing Giratina with the newly buffed Ancient Power as oh. well as Needle Queen okay. and Trevenant. And I'll tell you what, it's like clockwork. If you lead into a Talonflame, do your seven Shadow Claws and throw the Ancient Power, that player that is Talonflame watches their HP dip way down and they immediately Brave Bird. They like reflex Brave Bird every time. It's it's actually hilarious. It's like if you were at the doctor and they hammered your knee and your knee just involuntarily kicks, they Brave Bird every time because they're like, holy crap, Ancient Power did a lot of damage. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's yeah, they do brave they brave bird a dip a lot. Um yes. how do you deal with dark leads? Well dark are you using Dragon Breath or Shadow Claw? I'm actually using Shadow Claw. Okay. And maybe Dragon Breath would be better, but Dark Leads are tough as are uh Wall Rain. I saw a lot of Wall Rain in my most previous set or my most recent sets. Uh but Dark and Wall Rain and even normal types, because you have running double ghosts like Greedent, you just have to stay. And I typically stay Ancient Power twice to try to get a boost and then Dragon Claw until they KO me. Um, mm. And then Needle Queen typically sweeps in the back. And because it's ABA Ghost, a lot of people don't expect that Trevenant in the back. So if they leave like an Obstagoon, maybe they have their own Trevenant and maybe a Fighter in the back, you know, or something else. And the uh, Double Ghost strat te- seems to work. You're not going to like my team, dude. It's, dude. Uh, it's not a what, good what one. You, what you. you cooked up? I'm running got? Tapu Fini lead. Nice. But, you know, you're running Shadow Call, so not too bad against it. Uh-huh. Uh, but I swap out there Shadow Drapion, safe nice. swap. And then and Bastion. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, it, it, yeah, yeah. That's this, this. You know where you're headed. Though. You know where I'm headed, though, right? I'm yeah, making yeah, like a yeah. great league, uh, ultra league variation, my great league team. But uh, you know, you know, Stumpus ain't the same way. So I'm actually running Steelix, fully XL no. Steelix. Dude, that Steelix is so sick. Yo, it's nasty against uh, Giratina too. You do so much damage. It's pretty good against um, Trevenant as well. You take the Shadow Balls pretty easily, and. The safe swap Drapion is pretty scary for your team because I'm running Crunch and Aqua Tail. And nice. you, can't, you can't really stay in that with Kiratina. You can't counter swap Trevenant. So you just come yeah. into uh, uh, energy, uh, a Drapion with energy lead against your Nidal Queen. Once the Nidal Queen's out of the picture, uh, that Steelix is about to go, go ham. Dude, Steelix so, is going to go off. Yeah. I was thinking that Steelix Trevenant would be a good core. Did you ever try that? I did. I did. Actually, so that's that's my first team. The first, because okay. my original, uh, well, so I have two, like, Shadow Drapion lines for Great League. At first, it was Tapu Fini, Shadow Drapion, Bastion. But then I decided to swap out the Tapu Fini for Trevenant because I was just really struggling against, what was I struggling against? Uh, oh, oh Regiseals, right? Regiseals were kind of rough. 
So I went. So so for when Ultra came around, I went Trevenant, Shao uh, Drapion, and Steelix. But I was just so weak to Townflame in the back. Uh, I was mm. just weak to Townflame in general. Right? You just have Aqua Tail Drapion, and if you don't get lined up against it, it's not great. Even if you get lined up against it, just get so much energy off of you. Um, yeah. And the problem is Steelix is not like Bastion. It doesn't take out Townflames like it does, you know, that Bastion would. And I guess I could have ran Regirock or Glare and Stumpfist. I tried Glare and Stumpfist to degree, and it was okay. Regirock yeah. just seems, I don't know, it's a little one-dimensional, I feel like. Um, yeah, for sure. So then I uh, I decided to make a Tapufini instead. It was the first time running it, and it's it's been way better than Trevenant, I think. Registeel is still a problem, but usually I just shield the Zapkin, and I swap to... Drapion and you know chip it down some more and stuff like this. It, it Registeel is actually not too bad, um, surprisingly. And Ultra League Drapion can handle a Zapkater pretty easily too, so you don't have to shield it. But gotcha. Um, yeah, and, and there's I will say there's that one House Stark line where he went 19-0. It's the Pidgeot Cobalion Verizion line, which yeah, Pidgeot Double Fighter, pretty tough, right? Because Cobalion really makes Drapion look like a joke, right? Because it's <laughs> resistant poison things. You got Crunch was resisted, Sludge Bombs resisted. You got Aquatos awful, and Cobalion's just super bulky. Actually, I was actually shocked at how bulky it was. Yeah. Um, you know, I, funny enough, I haven't faced that team. A lot of my patrons have, and they said, "Man, it's so hard to beat." But I did face this team. It was a Pidgeot lead with a Cobalion counter swap. Right when I swapped my Drapion, and they have a Swamper in the back. Oh no! Okay. And guess what? I'm two and zero against that team with my line. I beat. Let's go. The Steelix beat a Swamper in two shields, even shields. It's crazy. Straight, straight Psychic Fang or what? I, uh, no. So the first time around. I got, I went Crunch, and I beat oh, him. Oh, okay. And then the second okay. time around, I went Psychic Fangs. The first time around, it was One Shields, and I went Crunch. The second time around, I went Psychic Fangs, but after building up to Crunches. And I luckily gotcha. was able to get both Shields with Psychic Fangs. I just went straight Psychic Fangs all, all, through, all through Charge Moves, though. And, yeah. you know, so I, so I created, I, I, I played those battles, and I was telling my patrons, like, yeah, I haven't seen the Verissa online, but... I recorded it and I, you know, talked voiced over those two specific battles with the Pidgeot, Cobalion, and Swamper. I was like, look, it's not Verizion, but Swamper against Steelix is probably not that much better. Maybe worse. Because you at least have Psychic Fangs, which is super effective against a Verizion, right? Yes. Um, whereas, you know, uh the the Psychic Fangs just neutral. So it might even be better against Verizion. Um, and then after I posted the footage, I, you know, I did those two battles. I was like, same team. I was like, wow, I wonder who came up with the same. I was like, see a lot. It was I both battled both these players same night last night, and then one patrons was like, "Hey, did you notice that it was the same guy?" I was like, "No way!" So I look and I battled the same dude like the, the, in the same night, like within like an hour or two apart. So that guy must just be rolling around like upset, be like, "How am I losing this when I have alignment every single time?" But oh my god, yeah, that's that's a that's a terrible like sample size, right? Like, yeah. I, I beat this guy with the same team twice when he had a huge comp advantage. Both times. And he knew exactly what I had both times, right? Um, well, I, I guess the second time he knew exactly what was in the back, right? But, like, you wouldn't think Swamper loses to Steelix, but... Right? Dude, it, it is... You could... You, I tanked the Earthquake at full health on Steelix and did a little over half of my health. It was kind of nice. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> From oh. a Swamper? Yeah. So. Dude, I, I've always loved Steelix's design. It's one of my favorites, uh, yeah. favorite looking Pokemon. It's so cool, and I'm glad it's finally getting some love. I would love to see it get rollout, though. I think. Oh my could be gosh, does it learn busted. rollout? It does in the main oh series. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's pretty wild. Dude, I, I wanted to ask you: Have you played any Weather Cup? 
No, no, I haven't. I've watched some of my patrons play it, but the problem is I don't have the resources. Um, it's so sure. dust intensive and Excel intensive, and it's only around for a week. I don't know. I don't love these one week metas. We talked about this like two weeks ago. Or so it's it's just imagine spending all these resources making like an Excel credili or Shadow credili making like an Excel lantern stuff and tentacruel. using it tentacruel. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, after the week's over, you can't use it anymore, right? Or you could, but it's just not good. So, yeah. yeah it's – yeah. What about you? Have you played about the Cup? So I played a little bit of it, and I did a, a video on Gatakar Chamal, mm-hmm. who's using Sludge Wave Tentacruel with uh, Cradilly and uh, – was it Jellicent, I believe? But, um, yeah, I don't know. I've watched some content on it, and like you said, it's so expensive. And some of these Pokemon, like, I have an Ultra League rank 15 Shadow Kingdra, but if you plug it into the meta against, like, the open Ultra League, the regular is just better because you want that bulk, you want the extra Octazooka, you want to stay in longer and deal more Dragon Breath damage. So the Shadow is just not that good. And I was like, man, mm. should I build the Shadow for this one-week cup that might not ever come back? Right? <laughs> I was like, uh, probably not. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a thing. I, I wish... um. Yeah, that's another reason why I just don't like the one-week meta, and I just did not have the resources. You know, Ultra League is already yeah. so expensive. I'd rather, and I spent my resources building the Steelix, building the Shadow Drapion, and building the Tapu Fini, right? Those are the three that yes. didn't have builds before this rotation, so I spent all my resources on that. And I was like, I, it's like, yeah, it's expensive, but I'd rather spend it on this than spend it on a Cradilly that's going to have, like, zero play after this week, you know? Whatever Dijon yeah. says, it ain't, it ain't I, true. I was going to yeah. say, I was like, I don't care. You I don't care what he says. That thing is not relevant open ultra, right? You can win oh, a few God. battles here or there, but it ain't going to be <laughs> just, you know, he can, he can enjoy his summer cup, Cradilly. He can enjoy his weather cup, Cradilly, but that is not good at open ultra uh, or open great yeah. to my knowledge. But um, exactly. Yeah, I think he, he tried bringing it actually to. Uh, Indianapolis regionals and it did not pan out. So he even dropped it for <laughs> he dropped it for North American International Championship. So yeah, um, but it is what it is. Anyway, so we do have uh, Ultra League Premier Classic coming up, and that's going to be an yes. interesting one because Walrein's still pretty good. I don't know about you, but I've seen quite a few Walrein's in Ultra League Open, and it's still doing a lot of work. And uh, my guess is it's still going to be pretty relevant in Ultra League uh, Premier Classic as well because it's one of the few mm-hmm. Pokemon that you don't need XLs for that is good in Ultra League. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the meta looks pretty similar. I see Shadow Walrein down there at number 14 in ULPC. And for people that are maybe just getting into Go Battle League or don't know what the, the different abbreviations stand for, it's uh, Ultra League Premier Classic. And anytime you see Classic, it indicates non-XL. So some Pokemon like Nidoqueen, you have ranked number two, and then Shadow Nidoqueen is number four. But the caveat here is that if you have an XL Needle Queen that you've been using this week in Open Ultra, it will not be eligible. Uh, I actually have two Needle Queens from my Factions days. They're both 2,488 CP. One is a Hundo and one is a like 2-15-15 or 3-15-15, something like that. But um, yeah, these XL Pokemon that you have been using, whether it's you made an XL Steelix or maybe, uh, again, uh, if you made the Needle Queen or let me see, there's other Pokemon here. Crobat can be XL to a degree. If you made those Pokemon for Open Ultra, unfortunately, you can't use them in ULPC. But for our level 40 battlers, this is uh, a fun meta. Yeah, Drapion is another one where you could max out uh, oh, right. to level 40 if you have a 100% one. So 
Um, yeah. Is it again? Is it worth it for one week? I don't know. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, obviously, Ultra League Premier Classic might come rolling back around in, again, so maybe it's not the worst investment. But it's just again, open Ultra League is still going to be more common, right? So that's yeah. that's going to be the thing. But you know, it is that I would say that's still a better investment than something for Weather Cup. Uh, maybe that's just me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but you know, I, I dust is meant to be spent. So if you have a lot of dust, you have candies. Have fun, have at it. You know, at least for these things, you don't need XL candies. You just need regular candies. Because if you if you're spending any XL candies for Ultra League Premier Classic, you're doing something wrong. Like it's, <laughs> you're not you're gonna be in for a rude awakening when you try to pick that Pokemon. <laughs> I will say that once in a while they have some weird glitches. Like I remember a Rengu was around in like um in uh one in of little, little cup, cups, right? Yeah, little little cups that you can involve stuff or something like that. But yeah. Um. Anyway, so we do have that coming up. Um, but we'll see. Leaderboards should be dropping soon, so we might need that push soon. I mean, I did sell, see someone at like twenty nine seventy something. Dude, today. I saw that. Isn't that insane? It's crazy. It's so high up there. It just it it's not even about being high elo. It's being high elo at that at this current point in time because every win you get is so little, so little elo. Because everyone you ranked queued up against is going to be significantly lower than you. So yes. it is in an impressive feat amongst impressive feats. That's for sure. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's pretty. It's pretty nuts. I mean, when when you lose points for going three two, it can be very demotivating. So the people that actually sit and push these leaderboards at this point in the season are pretty nuts to me. They're kind of a different breed. Yeah, they really are. And I mean, not only is it not a lot of elo for, or you're losing elo for a three two. You also probably waited over an hour or two just to get those battles. Like, like yes. it took you a long time just to even find five people to fight against. And imagine doing that and then losing Elo on that, right? So it is, Ugh. it is not a grind. I envy. I've been there before, not that high up, but I've been like in the top ten rankings before. And yeah. two times, like I, I remember specifically thinking like I need to battle when other people are high Elo are battling. I, I was like trying to figure yes. out the time zone or like time. That made the most sense because if you're all not queuing around the same time, then like no one's getting battles, right? So yes, um, that's one trick too, I guess. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I've even heard rumors, uh, Caleb. Uh, when we used to have GBLA on Fridays every week, I heard a rumor that some trainers would push for leaderboards on Friday and then they would tank after that in order to get more games more easily. So if you're trying to push leaderboards, maybe it's a good time to uh, push the same day as GBLA. You know, a little self plug there. That's true. That's true. Lucky for <laughs> lucky for your bet, you can just hit the leaderboard anytime in the top ten, and you you anytime. got it. So, so yeah. piece of cake, right? As they say, easy, dude. Dude, I could I could do it multiple times if I really wanted to, but this season let's just do it once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you don't do it twice, you have to shave off your eyebrows too. You know. Oh come on, <laughs> we'll do it all. <laughs> I don't uh, know about that. Just kidding. I'd have you shave your head first before the eyebrows. Dude, come on. I, I'd be unrecognizable. I'd look like a cue ball or something. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you change your profile pic. We'll, we'll see how many people still uh, still recognize you. They might think, like, dude, oh, did you get I would look like I would look like Vin Diesel. This <laughs> <laughs> is not a bad looking, dude. You know, dude. You be no, no hair, no beard. Yeah. You, okay. If you know any stunts, like you could be a stunt double. You know. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm equally as buff as him, so I guess that works. He, yeah, yeah. That man's <laughs> clean shaven too. It looks like is is he bald? Bald? He just goes straight down to the skin every time. It's pretty wild. I don't know. I, I think uh, I think the rock shaves his head as well. So I don't know. Yeah, that's true. 
Hey, man. Like, you yeah. look like Vin Diesel or The Rock. It's not the worst thing, you know? Not the worst thing in the world. But yeah, I got that going for me. Anyway. <laughs> let's let's work on that beard first and then maybe maybe next season we'll do we'll do the shaved head right if you don't hit the okay. next one because it's okay, got it it's got to the stakes have to get higher and higher right we can't oh, do like, come on we can't do like shave just a mustache next season right honestly uh, just a mustache shaving with the beard it might be a weird look anyway so you might dude, end up just I, would, <laughs> I would look like wolverine uh, that's like true hugh jackman's wolverine <laughs> that's actually a good point oh my god uh, anyway in Unite news, I've been seeing this a lot on content creators from Pokemon Unite too. A lot of them are complaining about this meta, and I don't blame yes. them. It's not even the map. It's about how overpowered and overtuned some of these Pokemon are. Specifically, the trifecta of Glaceon, Mime, and Mew. Yes. Um, they're just super strong. Glaceon is a little is not nearly as strong as it used to be. Because they actually changed the map. They updated the map so it looks more like the old map and it's less uh, Pokemon the field for Glaceon to evolve off of quickly. And um, they also changed the, they call it the purple buff. We mostly say blue buff, but the purple buff, um, uh, which is uh, ex- ex- Excelor? Um, uh, Excelgore, yeah. Excelgore, yeah. Um, and it, it reduces your cooldowns um, on your skills and stuff. And so they've, they've, change that from like a 20% cooldown reduction to 10%. So it makes it, uh, it's pretty much like a nerf to Glaceon in some ways. But the thing is still mm. super strong. And people just not a fan, but it is what it is. Um, there is potential for a draft format coming up. So you can ban Pokemon and you can draft Pokemon. So you don't have mirror teams. So you won't have a Glaceon, Mew, and um, Mime on every team. That's like really good. And also you can ban out two of them, right? At least so. Mew or Mime or Glaceon Mime or whatever will be banned. So there won't be nearly as many OP overtuned Pokemon in every match, which yes. for from a MOBA standpoint is really good because all the top MOBAs have draft and ban formats uh, for their competitive stuff. Mm-hmm. Which would be cool. I mean, like you said, the, the trifecta is just so tough. Uh, I've seen two, two tweets from one of our, I guess you could say, I guess you could call him a colleague, uh, Spragles. I do follow him on Twitter, and he posted one that said, uh, "When uh, when when my team runs Mr. Mime, Glaceon, and Mew, we're just a good team trying to get a win. When my opponent's team runs it, I know I'm going to suffer because they're meta slaves and they're just going to demolish us, right?" And it's true. I mean, I, I've played a couple of games over the past few days, and it's wild to just watch like the uh, you know because when you get a KO, it pops up on your on your screen like a like a kill feed sort of if you play FPS, and it's like Glaceon with one KO, Glaceon two KOs, three KOs, four KOs, and like holy crap, this Pokemon is like running through a team if it comes into the team fight at the right moment, and combined with Mister Mime, which is like unkillable due to the tethering ability, and then Muse Solar Beam, you have close range you have restricted movements you have crowd control and you have long range attacks and it's like my goodness it's like the perfect storm yeah no it's it's oh it's very strong and stuff but the good news is it is free if you play the game enough so you know anyone can eventually get it or at least during this event i don't know about after this event so there is that which is nice it's just but just because you can get it doesn't mean it's like great, right? Like everyone can get it. It's great because it, it makes the meta very stale, I think. Yeah. Um, and I don't even think it's a map issue. Um, it's it doesn't really no, seem like a map not. issue at all. Yeah. 
It's so. a balancing issue. I found all of the nine tails to be pretty good still in the current meta because it does have you know mid range attacks and it can stun as well and that seems to work pretty decently. But like you said, um, I think Jeff Hooligan, uh, another one of our uh, colleagues casters for unite i think he tweeted out that mr mime has like a 65 percent pick rate <laughs> yeah which is it's insane right that means more than half of the games you play there's a mr mime on your team and the opponent's team dude i couldn't even beat mr mime with a charizard like that's how like i thought mr yeah. mime was a support character or a tank or defender or something like yeah charizard like i was like trying to fight it and i still couldn't take it out yeah dude it's insane yeah um uh, but uh yeah, anyway, <laughs> we'll see what they do for the balance of that. Uh, but at this moment in time, if you want to win games, play some Mime. Mime is easy to yes. learn. Glaze sounds fairly easy. Mew takes a little more skill, but once you get used to it, it's I heard it's a lot of fun. I haven't played it myself. Uh, I've been running Delphox a lot, actually, which has been a ton of fun. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, you, you use the uh, mystical fire and flame charge. You just zoom in around the map, throwing everything. People try and chase you down, you just zoom in in front of them, and just like throwing like mystical fires back at them like i've like taken out like oh, i've had like quad kills and stuff easily because people are just chasing after me with like and i have like two hpm just like shooting stuff back at them and just it's not going well for them i feel like i'm like in like a like um like a fast and furious movie and there's cars behind me i'm like dropping like grenades or something out the <laughs> trunk right so like all these cars behind me like they think they can get to me but it's just not working out so yeah yeah like speed racer right you've got like gadgets right you're just yeah. dropping these things behind exactly. you uh, i saw that boy muck uh, actually registered two hundred and fifteen thousand damage with del fox yeah. in a single game yeah speaking of shaving eyebrows and stuff too so he, so he initially we were playing that boy muck used to be a pokemon a big pokemon go pp person um now on the unite scene yeah and uh we're you know we're friends and we still play a lot and he's on like a legit team right but he'll play with us sometimes when he's free and stuff and we played once and he the the he said i'm going to do 300,000 damage which is a lot it's a lot of damage right, against a specific yes. team and it was this team was very very bulky it was all like defenders so it was definitely feasible but he didn't he didn't hit it and uh and i said i said oh if you don't hit it you got to shave an eyebrow just one eyebrow. You could you could figure out what you want to do for a second. One. You gotta shave an eyebrow if you don't do it. He's like, it's like ah, it's like all right. He doesn't hit it, and oh, he doesn't. No. But he doesn't shave his eyebrow though. I was like, oh, he didn't follow through on his word. So so I'm in his stream when he hit the two hundred over two hundred uh, fifteen thousand damage on Delphox. Yeah. I was like I was like man I was like you, st you still never shaved your eyebrow from the last one. And he said all right, Caleb. And he was feeling himself right. So he's feeling confident. He's like. How about this, Caleb? If you hit two hundred thousand over two hundred thousand damage by the end of this calendar year, I'll shave one of my eyebrows. Whoa! Like, oh, he for gave, real? He gave you the rest of the year. He gave me the rest of the year, dude. Now, what a mistake! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you know about making bets with me? It's usually a mistake for the other person. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, I was like, I got the rest of the year. Okay, my first four games with Delphox, I hit over a hundred k damage on three out of the four. And wow. easy, right? And it was my first time using it. So, like, you know, I think I got up to like 135,000 or something. You know, I'm still a ways away from 200,000, but I see the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, I see the path to victory. I just need sure. to perfect it. And honestly, there's so many things that can happen from now until the end of year. They could just drop. I don't know what else is coming up. They could drop Bastion or something. And all of a sudden, Bastion does so much damage, it's broken for like a week. 
And for that week, if I hit 200k damage on Bastion, easy money, right? That's it. Shaved yeah. eyebrow right there. So I was like, all right, all right, Muck. And you know, he's really feeling myself. He's talking a little smack towards me. He's like, he's like, oh, you only hit 130k damage. Like, boy, you got a lot way long ways to go. I was like, don't, don't worry, Muck. I got I got a long time for until the end of this year. I got nothing yeah. to lose. I don't have to shave anything if I don't hit it. So Dude, you just you can't follow the polymer speedy strat and just wait until the end to do it. I mean, you still you still have to attempt, right? It's true. I mean, you know me. I'm, I'm not gonna. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's, that's true. Uh, it was okay. funny too because uh, in our in our team chat, um, Auburn, top Go Battle League player, he's our yes. teammates, and he's actually never uh, he he hasn't done a single battle for the season yet because he's been busy like working and stuff. He's a pilot and he's been flying a lot. So and then. And then Polly responded. He's like, "Race a legend," and Auburn's like, "Dude, you gotta, you gotta chill, man." He's like, "You gotta, you should try to hit legend yourself first before." You, he's like, "I could give you another month, and I'll still hit it before you." <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Which is yeah, not you, wrong. I think if, if you're, too. yeah, if you're in our shoes, you're not exactly like bargaining from a position of strength, right? It's like, <laughs> get on, get on the same level, and then we can talk. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But oh man. Anyway, so that being said, we got some tea. Now, if yes. you play Pokemon Go, it don't matter if you PvP, you're not been GBLing or you've been GBLing or whatever, you probably notice something if you pull up your game. And what I'm talking about is you open up your game, you go to that shop window, you're like, I'm running a little low on star pieces, or I need some incubators, or I need some great passes. Maybe you're looking for some eggs. Mm-hmm. And let me just say... I think we all know these boxes have been atrocious. And I, I mean that in the most polite but honest way possible. All right. So we got let's let's look at the box we have right now. We got the hatch box, $3.99. We got one super incubator and two regular incubators. Which is like what? Like a regular incubator is 150. And a super super incubator is 200. So if you're a big hatcher, you get like, yeah, you save like maybe 200 coins. But like that's not much for just three incubators, and two of them are just regular ones, right? Most people yeah. want super incubators too. On the special box, right? So you think, all right, special's got to be a little better than hatch. Six hundred seventy-five coins. You get one premium raid pass, a remote raid pass, two super incubators, two regular incubators. Ugh, pretty underwhelming as well. You maybe save like about four hundred coins or so, you know. But again, it's got a mixture of weird stuff like regular incubators, which people don't really want. A lot of people don't really want the regular premium pass. Maybe they do, but they mostly want remote raid. But you only get one of each. Like, it's not like, like you're even getting like five premium raid battles passes, right? Mm. And then let's take a look at the Ultra Box. $22.99. You get... <laughs> Dude, I was just trying to keep a straight face saying this. You get I three know. premium passes, three remote raid passes, five regular incubators, and ten super incubators. That's it. It's it's weird because like if you're a big raider that's not a great box for raiding and if you're a big hatcher it's not the best hatch box yeah i get 10 super incubators but like that's a lot for very little and you know maybe you're thinking that's not too bad of a deal but let me pull up this one screenshot i saw and this was from a uh, mind joke posted this and this was oh a, dude dude so so this is he's he's a big grinder has over a million catches <laughs> this guy had over this guy had over a million catches back in june of 2020 so oh. this person's approaching like you know two million easy and 
uh, he posted a screenshot of like the boxes, right? That the boxes, what the boxes used to be versus what is now. And let me just say, I remember these boxes back in the day, right? Maybe those that took a break from the game or don't remember or whatever. But he said, how do we go from this to this? In the ultra box, it was 1,480 coins, which actually, no, this is, this is probably in euros, so it might be a little different. Um, I think yeah. it might have been 1,250 coins maybe for us. Yeah, it sounds right. So so even cheaper than the box we have, the, the big box we just mentioned. 12 lucky eggs, 24 premium ray passes, 14 star pieces, and 10 lure modules. Arguably, you might say the lucky egg maybe not super relevant, but literally everything in that box is super useful outside of that. This was before remote ray passes were around, so you can't really say, you know, there's no remote ray passes. There's no incubators, to be fair, but you get 14 star pieces, always super necessary. 24 ray passes for 1250 coins. That's crazy. Dude, and 10 I'm, lure I'm modules. like speechless. Yeah, you know, and it's just, I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. I don't know what the. Um, I feel like there is a sweet spot, right? You want to make the boxes. I don't know if Niantic lost a lot of money on that. Honestly, <laughs> if they had, if they had those boxes, dude, I spend like, I spend a lot of money. I spend like, you know, fifty plus dollars probably buying as many of those boxes as possible because who knows when they come back, right? Exactly. Like it's it's just instant instant. Uh, you know, revenue for them. And sure, I'll have a lot of rate passes for the future, but also spend, also play, also spend, uh, you know, whatever. And the big spenders are still going to keep buying more because they could, you could only hold so many rate passes. So even if you want, exactly. you, can, you can't buy like a thousand rate passes either way, right? Um, but, you know, if they really want to think of it monetary, monetary wise, there's probably some sweet spot where maybe they think, oh, that was too much. It was too good for you all. We're going to do something a little less overtuned. Okay, I get yeah. it. But this is like on the other end of the spectrum, in my opinion. And I, I don't think they're making money off of this, really. So like from a business perspective, it's not great. And from a player-based perspective, people just get frustrated. You know, I was, I was talking to some friends and, you know, they play PP, but they're also, they also do a lot of raids and they were just really frustrated, uh, unfortunately, yeah. with, you know, these gaming decisions. And, you know, it, it, like for those that are listening, like don't be mad at like every Niantic point and stuff like that. The majority... If I were to guess, I don't know for sure. If I were to guess, the majority of 19 employees are not behind this decision. They might not like it themselves, right? A lot of 19 employees, they play the game too, and they don't want to buy these boxes, probably in all likelihood. But it's probably a decision made by um, some people in certain divisions, and they made the call, and they didn't ask for feedback, or maybe they don't care about the feedback, or whatever. But, I mean, there's no way they're not noticing the, the, the negatives from people on Twitter and everything like that because people at Niantic do notice things that are happening on Twitter. Yeah, so I, I guess I have three points I want to make uh, quickly here. So obviously the boxes are really bad. That's not my that's not my main point. That's like <laughs> a bonus point. The boxes are terrible uh, for the value, right? So I think that there's a big argument when it comes to precedence versus adjustments. So 
Again, our precedence was what you just outlined, that incredible box from a few years ago where we got so many items and, and everything would just seem like you're getting a ton of value in order for you know that exchange of money. And then the boxes kind of taper off a little bit, but they were kind of in the median area. And then you had some that were really bad, some that were better than others, but there was kind of like a base level, right? And that was our precedence, right? Like, for example, if you, if you grow up on a farm, you just expect to wake up at 5 a.m. every day because you have work to do. And then, you know, the animals are, are ready, you know, to whatever you have to do, pick eggs, uh, uh, get milk, whatever. If you grow up in, you know, a different area, a different city, you kind of have these certain expectations. So just like in any game we play, we're like, all right, Del Fox is going to do about this much damage with its Unite move. That's like my baseline. And when you change that baseline after you've already established it, there's a huge kind of disruption. You know, like people that move from the country to the city, they might still wake up at 5 a.m., but there's you know nothing to do because you're in a different place. And what I'm trying to say is that when the game goes through a rebalance, it can be very disruptive and kind of like, oh, well, my coins aren't worth what they used to be and I'm, I'm pretty mad about it, which a lot of trainers are, right? Uh, second point I wanted to make was A-B testing. So they did this to us without telling us, and this actually made people really mad a few months ago when they had some boxes cost more coins for some players than others. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah, they, were, they were the lures, right? They're the rainy yeah. lures and whatever. Yeah. And moss Yeah, lures. people were furious. Yeah. Yeah, like like why why do I have to pay more money than this other person? And there's all this speculation, like maybe it's based on my past purchase history, maybe it's based on how I play the game, maybe it's my region, maybe because I'm living in the US, they think they can charge me more than if I was living in mm, Europe or yeah. any other place. Right. So uh, and the third point I want to make is game balance. I mean, this kind of goes back to the first point about precedence, but the game has to have a certain balance. It's not like you can just go and buy, uh, it's not like you do one raid and you get 100 rare candies. That would totally destroy like the balance of the, of the system when it comes to certain items. So as they kind of alter things here, the balance changes, maybe the incubators are more scarce because they cost more. Maybe the raid passes are a little less uh, prominent because, you know, they cost more or whatever. So the game balance issues are really tough. And this is like, so jarring and disruptive and just sudden it feels like again this has just been a historic thing but niantic doesn't do the best job of telling players what's coming and i know a lot of it is to surprise and delight and make people feel good and sure that's part of the pokemon experience right you don't want to know that you're going to get a shiny before you do because it ruins it but at the same time like this is actual real money that we're dealing with and people want to play the game. They want to give money to Niantic because they love the game they built. And if you make it hard for them to do that, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And, and again, we've said this before too, but these aren't real products. <laughs> like like yeah. an incubator or a raid pass didn't cost Niantic more money to make and distribute. It's a digital line of code. So... Yeah, it's it's really maybe a game balancing of how much do they want people to have, but at the end of the day, it's not an actual like manufactured product, right? It's just it's just another thing they can manipulate within the game to grant some players if they buy it or not. You know, like in-game currency is not a real currency. You know, yes. It's, so it's not PokeCoins don't really translate anything outside of the game, so they control the currency and the value of it and there's nothing like nothing nothing wild can happen right if if we have a bunch yeah. of rate passes at most you rate a bunch of things a lot and that's it right but you can get people to rate a lot of things right raiders are going to raid regardless so 
yep. they're just going to raid more, right? If you have more things to raid, and that's fine, right? Just give them more things to raid, right? And you'll get you'll get your money's worth. And you know who cares if someone gets a sell of steel, a hundo sell of steel, right? Sooner than someone else. Once you release a shiny sell of steel, they're probably still going to raid the sell of steel, you know. <laughs> Once you of release course. level sixty, they're going to need to raid for double XL candies, right? Or all this stuff, right? So, yeah, I just. I don't know. It's yeah, and confusing. I I don't think so, but I do wonder if the Pokemon company has any influence on this. My guess is no, because mm-hmm. you have other Pokemon games like Pokemon Unite and the main series game and stuff like that, and they don't have these kind of practices, right? You don't have these kind of uh, expensive boxes you need to buy to like you could play pokemon unite for free and unlock all the characters over time you know for free but for free yeah for free maybe not right away <laughs> but you could you could do it for free you know um <laughs> so it's just it's weird i don't know yeah i don't get it it's like weird. you said it was somebody in leadership made this decision maybe they're uh price testing right maybe they're stress testing the customer base to see what people will actually pay for and in that way we're really speaking with our wallets if you think these boxes are fine and you want to play go ahead buy them yeah. but if you don't believe in it then just don't buy them and that that's your vote right that's how you raise your voice is with your wallet in this situation i think the I think the problem with this is it also erodes some trust with the player base. Yes. You know, you can say like, oh, they're just stress testing stuff. But some people maybe get fed up over this and they're like, dude, I've already spent so much money into this and I refuse to continue spending money in a company that I don't I don't feel like you could trust consistently to provide a product that I mm-hmm. am happy with consistently. So yeah, that's that's the that's the tough part there. You know, I mean, I'm still going to play the game regardless. I, I'm not the biggest spender in the game anyway because I don't do a lot of raids in general. I, I barely use my free raid passes just because I'm just, hmm. I don't know, I'm just lazy. <laughs> it's, it's obviously that's that's the that's the only explanation I have. It's nothing. It's nothing wild more wild than that. But for some people, they love to raid, right? Or they love to hatch eggs and stuff, and that's important. Um, and hmm. honestly, like. If they were good boxes, even though I don't raid a lot, I still buy them, you know? Like, I'm going to raid yeah. eventually, so. Um, but yeah, this is a weird one. We don't, we don't, we really don't have the answers to this. <laughs> I, I wish I did. I'm sure Speed does too, but we don't know. Um, yeah. I think the best bet is, you know, share your feedback. Niantic will hopefully see it, you know, um, and don't buy the box if you don't believe in them, you know, and hopefully things will get better. But it, it comes at a weird time too, because you have, like, Imagine if they had a rate box that had great sales on remote rate passes. You know how many people would be buying that, especially with Celestila and Cartana around and they're in different hemispheres? People would be oh, buying dude. so many of those boxes, right? But the problem is, like, I think a lot of people are not even buying boxes anymore because they're fr- so frustrated with it and they're just content on not rating the regional Ultra Beasts. But yeah, it's, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, like you said, I mean, I wish we had like an explanation or some insight or anything like that, but nobody talked to us and we're just kind of seeing what happens. And uh, we act, we actually talked about this before we started. We said, is this a safe topic for us to talk about? Obviously, because Niantic has given us really incredible opportunities to travel and be involved in a lot of these events. And we're incredibly grateful for that, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we are allowed to tell them 
look, your boxes absolutely stink and no one's <laughs> going to buy them because you made a bad product, right? It's not, it's not negative feedback, right? It's just, it's just uh, sincere feedback. Like, look, if you made a, a box with rate passes, you can make so much money. Just like you said, I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious at this point and I don't understand it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like at the end of the day too, like I say these things cause I want the company to succeed and Honestly, I hope they make more money. And this is not the way I think to make more money. I could be wrong. Maybe, maybe the revenue. I don't see their revenue, so maybe they are making more money right now. But my guess is they're making less money than the previous boxes they had. And hopefully, they yeah. pick up on that soon because, yeah, like you said, these boxes kind of stink. <laughs> but we're we're Absolutely. giving our honest feedback here, and you know, it is, mm-hmm. it is for the best. Hopefully, so we shall see. Um, this is. Slightly unrelated to that. Uh, we could always go back to the topic if you like. But they did release the leaderboard for Go Battle League Season 12. It just came out? It just came out. I don't know if it just came right. out, but I just I just, I just, just heard news of it. And uh, Speedish Chief is not on the leaderboard. I will say that. Oh, yeah, not yet. Yeah, not, not on the top yeah. 10. Not on the top 10. But uh, like we mentioned, someone is pretty high up there. Uh, Victor... Uh, it's either I or L three zero. It might be. It might be Victor. Vic. Oh no! It's not even Victor. It's Vitor. Vitor Leo. Vitor L three O or Leo or L three O. Yeah. I. Yeah. Vitor Bo. Yeah. Maybe. Anyway, Vitor. Uh, or V. Number one on the leaderboard twenty nine seventy nine. The second closest person is Joan F at twenty nine twenty eight. And the third person is twenty eight ninety nine. So only two people in twenty nine hundred. And the first person, in the first place, is over fifty points higher than the second place person. So that's a huge difference. That is a huge difference. Um, but yeah, so yeah. definitely take a look at that if you're curious. But there is there's a lot of big name uh, people already on the leaderboard. Some people maybe the first time you're seeing them. Um, surprisingly, there's not nearly as many experts as I would have thought. So I guess I'm yeah. closer than I would think here. I don't think nice. Caleb is on here. No, Caleb is not on here. But we are we are hovering. We are hovering. <laughs> I will, I just well, take a quick answer. My my. I feel like oh, wait, actually, I'm close. Yeah, it what? didn't update. No. no. So so let me put it this way: the bond of leaderboard is twenty six thirty nine. My Elo's twenty six seventy at the moment, so they what? probably just gonna update. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yesterday stuff. So obviously the bottom would be a little higher. So speedy, I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's no stipulation if I hit top ten or not. But I'm just saying, you get it. You better be joining me in that top ten if you want to keep that beard. Well, you know, I uh, took it easy last season, and then now I'm trying to stream my vet because it's good content, and then we'll stream expert after that. I mean, you know, it's just, just whenever I put my foot on the gas, we're fine. No, yeah, all right. You know, that's all good. I mean, I, it's a win-win for me either way. You know, it'd be great to see sure. you in the top ten. I wouldn't mind cosplaying as you, but yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. there's some content with a shaved speediest chief with uh without a beard. Do, imagine if you're invited to cast too. One to play no. Pokemon once without the beard. No, 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 no. Without no, no, one no. the beards. Wait, let's let's. I'm gonna take a quick gander and then we can wrap this up. But. Okay. Play Pokemon 2023. Let's see the schedule here because there may be a chance. If you're shaving your beard full on on December 1st, that's going to mean that, let's see if there's any regionals. There is one 
There's two. There's a Toronto one, December second to the fourth. So that might be right after you shave, dude. I'm or, gonna be so cold. I'll be freezing <laughs> cold out there. <laughs> or there's December sixteenth, but you gotta do it right. December first, you're shaving. So oh I mean, you can shave the day before if you're on the plane, right, and stuff on the first. But fully shaven, oh. speediest sheaf, you know. People might be like so confused who you are. <laughs> like, you should just say a different name if you wouldn't even know, dude. And there's also put... de- December sixteenth. It's a little bit longer, so knowing you, you might grow like some kind of beard by then. Yeah, but the Toronto but... one's the big one. If you're going to Toronto and you're casting it, dude, I... they're gonna have to put makeup on my chin because it's <laughs> gonna be a different color than the rest of my face. <laughs> oh everyone wants to see this now i hope i wish the best for you but you know i know you'll be sweating if you get invited to toronto and you find out before the december date deadline because then you're gonna you're gonna be grinding (laughs) dude yes Uh, i'll I'll be doing i'll do every single game during go battle day and and uh in every every day until then you can hit me up if you need any tips, Sebastian. I got you, I dude. Got you. I'm still gonna honor that. At some point, when Great League rolls around, let's do a duo stream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's. Do it. I'm down. Let's do it. I'm down. All right. Well, that wraps it up for this episode. We did talk quite a bit, but we did have a lot to cover since we weren't able to talk about the events uh, for last time around. But uh, thank you all for joining in. This has been episode 65. Uh, we wish you all the best as Ultra League is still rolling around. And we wish Speedy Sheaf the best as he's trying to preserve his beard in the near future. And I'm telling you, pedal to the metal. That's all I got to do. It's one motion. And then we get there. <laughs> right, let's, let's start with Vet first, okay? Let's tell people about Hit Legend. You, you get, let's start with Vet. <laughs> all right. Fair enough, fair enough. All right. Anyway, we'll catch you all next time. Have a great one. Bye.